We know that the similarities between John the Baptist and Jesus are many. Uh, And a number of them are actually quite evident in today's gospel. John's preaching sounds a lot like Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in many ways. He's giving people advice to the many questions that they have about how to live their life. Uh, And John's teaching is one of selfless morality. Uh, John is sort of providing the people a very rudimentary, a very basic understanding of what it means to be a Christian and how to practice Christian morality. And it would set the stage, of course, for what Jesus would later teach. And in so many ways, John does things to prepare for Jesus, whether it's just announcing his coming period, or even just the teachings that John is giving here. He is preparing the people to receive Jesus' teaching, and preparing the people to receive Jesus' words. And in so many ways, he sets the stage for what Christ will later teach and do. But John ends his teaching today with a statement of rather profound humility. And it's not very often that we hear someone getting so much acclaim and then directing attention and esteem to someone else. We would often expect people who are getting a great deal of acclaim to at least take some credit for it or to at least take some of it for themselves. But what John does here is quite profound. He says, I am baptizing you with water. One mightier than I is coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And what he's essentially telling the people is, I know you think that I am the greatest thing since sliced bread, even though sliced bread hadn't been invented yet at the time. I know you think that I'm awesome, but really I'm not. I know you think that I am the one, but I am not. I know that you think that I am the Messiah, but I am not. It's actually rare to hear that type of humility, if you will, from someone gaining a great deal of acclaim. And John wasn't just talking about that idea in relation to baptism, that one mightier than I is coming with a greater baptism than what I have. John was also talking about that in relation to what he was teaching the people as well. As I said earlier, John's teaching here is rather basic, It's rather rudimentary ethics, if you will. It's very basic, bare bones. It's almost as if John is sort of giving the people a skeleton and then Jesus will come around and add muscle and sinew and flesh to what John had already been teaching the the people. And John is sort of telling the people, you know, that what I am teaching you is great, but it is a glimpse, just the tiniest taste of what is to come from Jesus. Because John knew, and we must know, brothers and sisters, that holiness, true holiness, goes so far beyond merely just love of neighbor or charity to the needy. Ethics is not holiness. Yeah, ethics is a part of holiness, but it is not the entirety of holiness. The essence of the Christian life, brothers and sisters, is not just to be ethical people. The essence of the Christian life is to conform our hearts after the heart of Jesus and to transform our lives to be more like Christ. And many people nowadays equate being a Christian with just simply being kind and being nice to other people. And yes, that is good. Yes, that is a good part of being a good Christian. And many people think, you know, I try to be kind. I haven't killed anyone. I love my neighbor. I'm doing all right. But that is woefully incomplete, brothers and sisters. Yes, it is good. And of course, it is important, vital in fact, 
to love our neighbor and to be kind to others. But that is, if that is what we know to be holiness, if that is what we truly believe to be the essence of living a Christian life, then it is woefully incomplete. It is as incomplete to holiness as John's baptism was to Jesus' baptism. It is as incomplete to holiness as John's baptism was to Jesus' baptism. Christ's teaching would be far more complete, far more nuanced, and far more meaningful than even the good teaching that John the Baptist was giving to the people. And again, we might ask ourselves, what's, what's wrong with what John the Baptist is saying? What's wrong with giving your extra cloak to someone in need or not extorting people or giving food to the hungry? And again, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that is wrong with what John the Baptist is saying. It's very good, in fact. But just because one has good ethics does not mean that they are deeply in love with Christ. Again, an atheist can be an ethical person. That doesn't mean that someone is radically in love with Jesus. And just because someone tries to be nice doesn't mean that they are interiorly conformed to Christ. And after all, Jesus in Matthew's seventh chapter of his gospel sort of addressed this. Jesus told his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me. Again, we, we can sort of even add to this if we could add to the words of Christ. Did we not feed the poor in your name? Did we not give of ourselves for, to help others in need? And if we are not interiorly conformed to Christ, we could just as easily hear those words from Jesus, depart from me. I never knew you. Again, many people think that just being kind and nice is all that suffices, but it is so much more than that. The great American bishop Fulton Sheen said it quite well. He said, Christ did not come to make us nice people. He came to make us new men in relation to St. Paul's words, to put on the new man. That's what Christ came to do, to not just make us ethical people, but to be holy people. The transformation of life that we are called to, brothers and sisters, is really what John is getting at here. He's saying, yes, you are going to be baptized now with water. And right now I am teaching you how to be ethical and good. But what you really need is what Christ offers you. The transformation, the radical transformation of life that each and every one of us is called to have by virtue of our baptism. You know, if we think that we can just get by by being kind and not truly transforming ourselves, we are falling far short. And yes, brothers and sisters, this transformation still does take into account the reality of sin. Every one of us knows what we are called to be and knows what our hearts are called to be transformed to, and yet we struggle each and every day with our weakness and our sinfulness. It takes that into account. We must, first of all, recognize that we need to be transformed. That alone is crucial. And yearn to be configured to God himself. And this goes far just beyond ethics. This involves the virtues and gifts of the Holy Spirit permeating our entire lives. You know, Advent, brothers and sisters, is an opportunity for us to examine where we need that interior transformation of heart. Where have we maybe settled for just being nice, as opposed to allowing Christ to change the deepest levels of our being? So may John the Baptist's words today inspire us to exhibit mercy to others and to have charity to the needy but also to go beyond mere ethics 
to a transformation of who we are, that our souls might seek to be conformed to Christ himself, whose grace truly makes us new.